Hello and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about how I think you don't know how to think. So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hey, welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about how I think that you don't know how to think. Wow, it's pretty bold and maybe like hurtful statement. Um, but I say this because our entire jobs, from my perspective, is allowing our kids to one day go off and be independent. My job is to make sure that my children, one, respect me in the job that I've done as their parent, and they respect themselves enough that they go out into the world and become productive. And in order to be productive, we must learn how to critically think. We must learn how to think outside the box. We must learn how to um, solve problems, right? Because every business on this planet, just so you guys know, people are like, I don't need anybody. And I'll be like, hey, did you go to McDonald's? Yeah, you needed somebody to, to farm the meat. You needed somebody to pick the, the, the potatoes. You needed somebody to extract the oil that you cooked that in. Somebody had to bring the salt in. Somebody had to cook the food for you. Somebody had to place your order. But we don't need anybody in this world, right? But at the end of the day, everything is a business at this point. We rely on each other heavily. So in order to have all those businesses, we need people who know how to critically think because every single product, every single service requires people. Some of it is going to automation, but a lot of it is people who created that automation. So we need to know how to think and solve problems because every business is this. They solve people's problems for a profit. And if everything around us is a business, whether we're a business owner or an employee, we must, at some level, in my opinion, understand the very basics of business. And again, critical thinking is something that goes into that. So I just did an interview with Dr. Keith Jowers on his platform. And he asked me some questions. He said, the, the, he read my book, uh, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, which if you want a copy of that for free, just pay the shipping and handling. You could go to be the dad you wish you had com forward slash free book. And there were four chapters right in a row where he said, wow, I loved these chapters. Why did you write them and what was the, the, the thoughts around it? And the first one was encourage physical activity. And I talked about you know, how I want my children to be healthy. And I want them to be around a long time and how I want to be around for a long time. And I think it's critical to get kids off of screens and on to playgrounds, uh, onto fields. Uh, in swimming pools and how important that is to uh, not only their physical health but their uh, emotional health and then he got into asking me about chapter 18 19 and 20 which is build puzzles right 
build blocks, paint color, and draw. Now all three of these are skills that allow your children to start thinking critically. So I know some people may look at a puzzle and be like, ah, it's a puzzle. That's kind of boring. It's just a bunch of pieces. Um, I believe early and often my one and a half year old right now is starting to build puzzles. It says on the box three to three and above. I don't care what the box says. I want to introduce him to the process and the patience that it takes. And right now, all he wants to do is dump out the box and laugh and put his hands in them and mess them all up. But see, he's being introduced to a process. So what I do is I say, hey, you know, this is called a puzzle. There's a lot of pieces and it makes a picture. And what we need to do is see the front side or the picture side of this first. And they, he flips, right? And, and he sees uh, that there's cardboard on one side where it's just plain. And on the other side, there's a picture. And then I start showing him the flat edges. And then his brother helps too. And then his brother and I start putting it together. And he starts seeing that the puzzle pieces can come together. And all he wants to do again is destroy them. And that's fine because he's not ready to build the puzzle. But there's no reason that I can't get him to start thinking and watching the process and absorbing so that when it comes time for him to do his own puzzle, he can. I'm going to digress a little bit from you know the chapters and, and a thought that's coming into my mind is I was just sharing with somebody and, and I don't think and I don't know what the developmental uh, part of this is. I don't put those things on kids like you know they'll say that uh, most kids should be able to walk between you know uh, nine or ten and in in 16 months right which is a big gap and that's fine but they will start at their pace uh, i don't know what the developmental age right now is for a kid to know his abcs or be able to count to 10 or whatever that looks like uh, but at, you know, I say a year and a half, but he, he's really, old. I think he's 22 months old just a day or two ago. Wow, time flies. And the other day, we count the steps, and we have two flights of steps in our house uh, down to the garage um, and up to the top floor, and then there's the main level. So each set are 14 steps, and every time we walk them with him, we count. So when we came into the house the other day, I wasn't counting. I had my hands full and I I was walking behind him cautiously, right? Because he's still there and because and, he's, he's still not capable of fully doing it on his own without me worrying about it. So I'm behind him and he gets literally to the sixth step and we weren't counting. And he says six, seven, eight, nine, 10, and I'm astonished, I'm behind him, I'm his father, I count with him all the time, I'm not counting this time. He gets to 11, 12, and then he says some inaudible stuff. And I think he meant to say 13 and 14, but the point is he was still counting, he just didn't, I couldn't understand what he said. But I found it interesting that he actually said it the first time on the sixth step. This is repetition, people. I've, people will say, and I heard somebody say, wait a minute, you're telling me he's counting already? 
yeah, it's just repetition. It's just being introduced to it earlier than maybe most. I don't know. He also does his ABCs when I'm not paying attention. I'll hear him doing his ABCs. Does he do the entire alphabet at this point? No. He may start at S, T, U, V, W, and or he just says A, B, C, D, E, F, or he says G, H, I, but he is doing his ABCs in order from wherever he decides to start because we've introduced it to him early and often. He's already, he's mimicking now, but he will start critically thinking. So the blocks, when he asked me about build, building blocks, he says, well, what does that do? So in addition to seeing different things, it teaches these children patience. Because when I start doing the puzzle in front of them, or in front of him at this point, he sees that it takes time, it takes energy, it takes effort, it takes thinking. We have to look at things differently. But building blocks is not too long ago, I couldn't get him to stack two blocks together. Or if I would get past a couple blocks, he would knock them over and just laugh, which is perfectly fine because I would pick him up and say, you knocked over the red one. Or look on, on the one with the D on it, it also has a dog. And we're just playing and I'm talking to him and we're introducing the blocks to him and the shapes. And just the other day, we together... Uh, mostly him though stacked 14 blocks in a row and we counted I didn't put two and two together to be honest with you we count to 14 all the time because of the steps we got to 14 blocks and he knocked it over maybe it's because he doesn't know what 15 is because we never get there um, but he knocked it over and then we built up 14 again and I knocked it over and I laughed at him and he laughed hysterically and as we're building the blocks I would say hey can we get an orange block and he would get one with orange on it. I said, hey, can we get a green one next? I think that would look cool. And he's looking for a green one. And he finds a green one. And we're interacting and playing. But we sat there for an hour talking about blocks. Building them together. Knocking them down together. Learning our numbers. Learning our colors. Learning our letters. And then people said, how does he know his ABCs? Well, because I sat there and played blocks with him. And we are learning them. How does he know his colors? And I think it's funny right now, my my uh, my wife, for about two weeks, whenever we asked him what the color of something was, it was all yellow. And she's like, no, this is red and this is blue. And I said, listen, he's 21 months old. He's okay with, I'm just glad that when I say, hey, what color is this? He's not saying dog. You know, he understands that yellow is a color. So the last few days when we ask him that same question, everything is green. So what do I do when he says that? I just put a bunch of things that are green in front of him. I say, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I'll say, well, this one's blue. And he'll say blue. But I feed him the one that he's not comfortable saying yet. And I ask him and put a bunch of green things so that he does it. Again, time, energy, effort patience and then the last one he said talk about painting and coloring and drawing and again patience and thinking outside the box and coming up with your own imagination and if a kid wants to make a sun purple and uh, draw a house upside down or on its side allow them to do so because they're being their own creative selves uh, but again the the reason this came into existence for me is my son one day saw a picture of mickey mouse and he said dad can you draw mickey mouse i was like yeah i could try and uh 
some found artistic ability actually came out with my son when I drew a Mickey Mouse for him and it actually looked good. And then it went on. He said, well, can you draw Lightning McQueen? And I said, Daddy can try. And it would take me, I would do it on big poster paper when we first started doing this. And it would take me hours to sketch, to outline, to get it right, to erase, to then outline, to then color or paint. And he would look over my shoulder. So it would take me hours to do this. Whether it was doing a puzzle, a, a three-week puzzle one time where my four-year-old son sat with me in the evening and watched Dad do it. And we would just talk. And he saw that things took time and patience. So how does this all play together? Learning to critically think. Learning to use a pencil as instead of a pen when I first draw something. Learning to erase and sketch and make it right before we put the permanent marker or the paint on it. Learning to uh, look at the blocks and look at them differently and stack them differently. L learning to look at puzzle pieces and turn them upside down and learning a process. It all takes some critical thinking that if you could do at the early age, right? Don't look at these as like, hey, they're preoccupied or that's going to be boring. Engage with them. And when you do so, I'll tell you the rewards that I've had from my older one, and, and I'm sure the same rewards I'll get with the younger one is the teachers in his classroom, whether it was in pre-K all the way now uh, through second grade. They've all said he demonstrates so much patience and will sit there and work on a project till he's done. Where all the other kids want to get up and they lose focus, he stays focused, and I attribute it to all of that. Listen, stop overthinking and worrying whether or not your kid is going to be entertained by a puzzle when they have video games. Allow them to do puzzles. Give them a piece of paper and a bucket of markers and pencils and pens and allow them to draw. My son, for fun, has written multiple books. Ten-page books with illustration and words simply because he's seen me do these things. They're going to mimic you. But you got to sit there and get down in the dirt with them in order for them to mi mimic you. And as you critically think with them, they'll learn to critically think. And it all starts day one. And if you're a little late to the party, it's never too late. So join the party. Start thinking outside the box. Start doing things with your kids. Start engaging. Last thought I'll have is this. Uh, you know, it's, it's simple stuff. But it, it gets overlooked. And because it gets overlooked, the details get overlooked. And I was watching a show this morning against Super Nanny. And Super Nanny had the dad, once they got the kids under control, said, Dad, today you're going to play with your kids. You're going to go into that little rocket ship that you guys built. The kids are in there right now. I want you to go in there and tell them you're going somewhere. Wherever you go, you're going to blast people because they have toy guns in there now. Go make a Lego gun yourself. Get in there. The dad got in there. He says, we're ready to take off. Strap in your seatbelts. Let's go. We're going to the moon and we're going to zap everything we see on the moon. And he started shaking and he started going and they started playing and the kid's imagination started going to like, and then when they landed, he goes, I think we're going to crash. Hold on tight. And then he kind of blasted this paper rocket off of him and he's like hey there's enemies let's go get them what do you see and the kids started doing it and apparently he hadn't really done this with his kids 
He got their imaginations going. They were laughing. They were having fun. They're blasting aliens. They're saying things this dad hadn't heard of before that they even knew because he hadn't engaged with them. Engage with your kids. Be creative. Critically think. Start thinking how you can have a better connection with your kids. And the best way to do it is get down on their level and do the things they love to do. And I tell you, they love to paint. They love to color. They love to draw. They love to play puzzles. They love to do blocks as long as they're doing it with you. And at some point, they'll do them on their own because they loved doing it with you. We'll see you in the next episode. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to be the dad you wish you had.com now and get it while it's free.